We are, uh, uh, well, this Sunday and then on the 23rd, I'm going to be obviously uh, talking about Christmas. And, um, you know, it's easy and hard at the same time from my perspective. I just, you've heard probably uh, pastors say that before, but it's obvious that it's Christmas time. And I need to say something about Christmas time. But I've said something about Christmas time for 28 years. And you go, what is there left to say about Christmas? And then you think, but it's Jesus. And Jesus is a well that never runs dry. Jesus is the tap that never shuts off. He's always, like we said last week, fresh. And so he's fresh today. And I hope that this is fresh for you today. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Matthew chapter 1. If you don't, it'll be on the screen. Just going to read a few verses starting at verse 18. It says this. This is how uh, Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man. He didn't want to disgrace her publicly, So he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son. And you are to name him, say it with me, Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. It's just uh, on the 23rd, we're going to continue that same passage when he goes on to say, and he's going to fulfill prophecy, you know, that the, you know, that it's the, the, the virgin will be with child. It's the Isaiah passage that Matthew quotes, and we're going to look at that on the 23rd. But today, I just wanted to look, I just wanted to really focus mainly right there on that verse. Most of us put a lot of thought into what we name our children. At least I hope you do. And, uh, in fact, I've seen some names where I thought maybe people didn't think enough about that name. Yeah. In fact, there was some in the news recently. Did you see some of those, the, the, the lady that uh, had a daughter and she got kicked off a plane because they thought her daughter was a letter and not a name or something? Did anyone read that story? Yeah. Anyway, um, like, like, you're pregnant, great with child. I'm sure you're thinking about a name. I know that we thought hard about names for our children. To find the right name, sometimes it can take some time. Sometimes it's just automatic, you know, and other times it can take some time. In fact, sometimes it can actually develop into some intense fellowship between man and wife, if you know what I'm saying. So uh, it's uh, it's one of those things. Uh, Now... The funny thing with us, uh, with Helen and myself, is Helen is a much more fussier person than I am. That's just truth. She's a much more fussier person than I am. But when it comes to names, it was me who was the holdup. Right? Is that true? Yeah. I, I, I just couldn't settle on anything. Didn't like that. Didn't like this. Oh, I'm not sure. Oh, what about that? I don't know. I was the holdup. So... It, it, it's just a, it's a thing, you know, and anyone who's had a child, you know 
the ups and downs and the back and forth you have. Well, what if it's a boy? Well, let's list our two or three top boy names. Well, what if it's a girl? Well, let's list our two or three top girl names. And then when we see him or her, we'll just know which name is right. And then you look and you go, I still don't know. Yeah. So sometimes it can be like that, right? So choosing a name, it it takes some time. We, We put thought into it. God decided not to leave the choosing of his son's name up to the human parents. You ever notice that? He didn't leave it up to them. He sent an angel to tell Joseph this, and you will name him Jesus. You will name him, you will call him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. God decided what his name was going to be, The human parents didn't have a say this time. He decided what the name of his son was going to be. And the angel passes on this message to Joseph, uh, you are to name him Jesus. Now, in the Bible, you'll find anyone that uh, reads the Bible a little bit, and I encourage you to, don't wait for the the movie, read the book, right? So uh, movies are never as good as the book. How many know that? The book is always better. Always better. So, especially when it comes to the Bible. So, um, in the Bible, you'll find that people chose names with great care. Uh, We do the same today, but back in Bible days, they did it even more seriously. Names were super important, and the meaning of names were were really, really critically important. Names uh, were given to people, men and women in the Bible, that would point to the character of the person, right? To the job or the calling or the responsibility that God was going to place on them. Sometimes it was the circumstances of their birth or, or the destiny that God had in store for them. But the names uh, in the Bible were really important. Like, I'll give you a few examples. Jacob, for example, it means supplanter or deceiver, and, and, we, and we know if you know that story, that's what he did later in life. He deceived his father and his brother to try to supplant you know, his older brother to get that firstborn place, to get, to get that blessing. He, he lived out his name. Moses means to draw out, right? That he was drawn out of the water when he was a baby and was saved. He, was, he, he led Israel out of slavery in Egypt and he led them out of the Red Sea. Like, you, you can find these things in people's names. Barnabas is a New Testament character. Barnabas means son of encouragement. Now, I don't know about you, but I, that's cool. Now, I don't know about the name Barnabas in the 21st century, but I love the name son of encouragement. That's what the guy was. Could you imagine? Right from the day he came out, his mother and father name him Barnabas, son of encouragement, and he lived that name. He, he was a great help to Paul. He was a great help to the gospel, and he, he was a great encouraging person. It described his character that he showed later in life. It, it, it happened. So there's so many examples. We could, we could, I could give you many more, but you get the idea. The Bible names have meaning, and they, they tell a story. So I said all that to say, why does God the Father not leave it to random chance? He wants to name his son, and he wants to make sure they get it right. Why? Because it was important. 
because there's something about the name of Jesus, right? Jesus, he was called Jesus because he said he would save his people from their sins. So Jesus actually means, it means Savior or or Lord of Salvation, depending on how you want to look at it. But you get the idea. And all these things, is a, uh, the Savior is exactly who he is. The Lord of Salvation, it's who he is. And so in the Christmas season and, and all that surrounds it, this is why I wanted to just, just uh, 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 hopefully encourage you today. As we really get kicking off into the Christmas season and all the hubbub and all the busyness and all the parties and all the planning and all the food and all the great things that we do, everything that surrounds it, I just wanted us to pause for a moment today to remind us, let's keep making a big deal about the name of Jesus. All right? Let's say Merry Christmas because it's his party. Right? And uh, I, I uh, you know, sometimes Christmas becomes one of those things where we're celebrating someone's birthday, the birth of Jesus, and, and everything else gets the attention except the person whose birthday it is, right? Wouldn't that be bizarro for that to happen now? Hey, it's my birthday. You're invited over. You know, we're going to, uh, I don't know, where should we go? Eastside Mario's, it's brand new. Is it open yet? Well, it'll soon be, right? It's my birthday. And I walk in and everybody is talking and everything goes on and my birthday never gets mentioned and it never gets said, hello, happy birthday, welcome, glad, blah, 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 nothing. It gets ignored. It's like going to a wedding party and the attention is on everything else except the bride and the groom. It's somehow wrong, right? And so I just wanted to remind us as we head into the Christmas season, it still is about Jesus. It always will be about Jesus. And let's make sure we don't lose it. Let's make a big deal out of the name of Jesus. Name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. I was thinking about the name Jesus and jotted down just a few things that, that uh, were coming to mind as I was doing some reading this week. One, it's an easy name. And let me explain what I mean. I was reading in First Chronicles. It was actually chapter 5, okay? And you can, look, you can check it up so you don't think I'm lying. But there's mention of a king of Assyria in First in Chronicles chapter 5. And his name is Tiglath-Pilitzer. His name is Tiglath-Pilitzer III. He's the king of Assyria, right? And, and anyway, I was saying to Jordan, and I, was, I said, like, aren't you glad God didn't name his son that? Like, seriously. And I know it's a bit of a joke, but it's, 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 it's an easy name. And there's something beautiful about that. Children can say it. It sounds the same in almost every language. Did you know that? When you say his name. I mean, could you imagine your, if his name, if the savior of the world's name is Tiglath Pilitzer? Could you imagine the worship songs that we have to write for that? Tiglath, you're as beautiful as 
glass. Like, I, you can't even, like, it's, it's not right. You know what I mean? Like, th- th- just imagine the problems we'd have. But I'm just having fun. But instead, God calls his son Jesus. It's this beautiful, simple, easy name. Two syllables, easy to say, pronounced the same way in almost any language. Now, I, uh, how many of you have, everyone has a smartphone, right? So I, I started doing, I brought my smartphone out and uh, brought my iPhone out. Siri, if you don't know Siri, she's my friend and uh, she helps me from time to time. So I, for fun, just started doing stuff like this this week, okay? And if I put this up, you should be able to hear. Let's watch this. You don't seem to have an app named Nah. Hang on a second. How do you say the name Jesus in Spanish? Jesus. Jesus. You hear that? Okay. How do you say the name Jesus in Mandarin? Jesus. How do you say the name Jesus in Cantonese? I can't translate into Cantonese yet. Ah. Uh. <laughs> How do you say the name Jesus in Russian? Jesus. How do you say the name Jesus in French? Right. Jesus. Come on, you're French? Yeah. <laughs> right? So I started doing stuff like that this week for fun. And... I started going through a bunch, like, uh, how do you say the name Jesus in German? Jesus. And the more I did it, the more I began to understand how awesome it is. I could be in Germany right now sitting in a service. I might not have a clue what they're saying, but when they say Jesus... I don't know. There's something wonderful about that. I started, I, I, I do it for fun. I was like Swahili, you know, uh, doing all these crazy languages, seeing what Siri could do. And, and it comes up so regular, something that sounds like Jesus. Hey, how do you say Jesus in Italian? We got some Italians. Well, that sounds like Jesus to me. Yeah. You know, it goes on and on and on. And it just, I know it's, a, it's just a, a simple little thing. But I actually was blessed just, think, just doing that for 10 minutes on my phone. Just thinking, what a beautiful name he is. What a beautiful name it is. That we can say his name. It's like hallelujah. It's almost like a universal word. And his name sounds the same in almost any language. Jesus in the New Testament It's the same as Joshua in the Old Testament. The name or the same. Uh, Jesus is more of a Greek form, but the name is the same. It's this beautifully simple name. Children can say it. Everyone can say it. We can learn it like we say mommy and daddy. In fact, if you were raised in church like me and you went to Sunday school from a very young age, you, you... you pretty much learn very quickly that Jesus is the right answer for every question that gets asked. And if it's not the right answer, it's not really wrong to say it. 
right? So, you know, like you're fooling around with your buddy and you're not listening and the teacher says, hey, Jeff, so what's that? Uh, Jesus? Yeah, you're right. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's like that. It's never wrong to say his name like that, you know. In fact, there's always that joke, you know, the little boy, he's in Sunday school and, and, and he's asked this question, you know, uh, what's the name of a little furry animal who climbs trees and eats nuts? And he says, well, it sounds like a squirrel, but I know the right answer is Jesus. <laughs> you know, it's always Jesus. It's always Jesus. And so it's this... Beautiful, easy name. You will call his name Jesus. It's a saving name. Look at uh, Numbers thirteen sixteen. I just wanted to show you this. These are the names of the men Moses sent out to explore the land. Moses called Hoshea, son of Nun, by the name Joshua. Moses changed Joshua's name to Joshua. And we, that's all we know him as. You didn't even know that his name was that, did you? Honestly, no. So his name, it, it means Savior. I already said it. Jesus and Joshua are the same. And Joshua is, is, is generally considered an Old Testament picture of the Messiah, right? Uh, that he led Israel out of the wilderness into the promised land, like Jesus, our Savior, leads us out of the wilderness of sin into, into our spiritual promised land. Joshua conquer, conquered all the enemies along the way. Jesus leads us to conquer the devil and enables us to live a life of victory. Josh, Joshua's salvation, and on it goes. But Joshua's salvation was temporary, but Jesus brings us eternal salvation. Uh, look at Hebrews chap, uh, chapter 4, verse 8. It says, if Joshua, now if Joshua had succeeded in giving them this rest, God would not have spoken about another day of rest still to come. You see, what he's saying here is, listen, if Joshua had the ability to give God's people eternal salvation, there wouldn't have been a need for the greater Joshua who was yet to come. And his name is Jesus, right? So Jesus needs to be born so that we can be saved from our sin. That's what the angel said. That's what God instructed Joshua or uh, uh, Joseph to understand. This is his calling. This is his purpose. He can't be named anything else but this. His name is Jesus. He is Savior, Lord of salvation, for he will save his people from their sin. And so the name it's, it's an easy name. It's a saving name. It's an important name. It's also, by the way, a lasting name. And when you think about it, it's just a small point, but when you think about it, you have a man who is born in almost complete obscurity over 2,000 years ago. He dies at the young age of approximately 33, a criminal's death, somebody who should have been long forgotten, but his name is the most well-known in all of history. His name gets passed on from generation to generation, from age to age, from culture to culture. And at Christmas time, even those who don't believe in him pause to celebrate his birth, right? I know that they don't look at it that way, but that's what they're doing. And that's why I'm reminding us today no matter what other people do, 
lets us remember to make a big deal about Jesus. It is Christmas, and we are celebrating the giving of the Savior. And so that is important for us. That his name is a lasting name. The Bible says his name will endure from age to age, that he's the Alpha, right? He's the Omega. He's the beginning, and he's the end. That his name will be. That day when the angel came down and said, his name shall be Jesus. That's a lasting name. That will go on forever. It's a name also above every other name. It's a name above all names. Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19, he said this. He said, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. He's the name above all names, right? He even said it more, more, even more clearly in Philippians chapter 2, verse 9, where he says, Therefore God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. He says it. Clearly, he's a name above all names, that name of Jesus. His his is the story above all other stories. I was listening to uh, an old gospel CD, and that, you know, uh, some of you would know the old hymn, um, uh, I I just call it By and By, but, you know, it goes, By and By, when the morning comes, right? All the saints of God are gathering home. And this line grabbed me. We will tell the story of how we've overcome and we'll understand it better by and by. And I was thinking, this is, we're, one, there's going to be a great day when we're going to all be gathered in heaven and we're all going to be telling our stories about all the things that we overcame, all the, all the times that God blessed us, all the times that Jesus showed up and saved us and, and, and healed us and delivered us and provided for us and strengthened us and guided us, the times that we felt his presence and we'll be standing around the throne telling our stories. And it, and it just got me thinking that Jesus' story, it's the story above all other stories. It's, it's the name above all other names. He's the one above everybody else. The highest honor is given to the one who gave his life as a ransom for many. You will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. It's the highest name, the name above all. You see, the Old, the Old Testament Joshua, he couldn't do that. The Bible says that Jesus is unique. He's special. He's the one. He's the one and only. And what he accomplished, nobody else could do. Look what they said in Acts chapter 4. It says, there is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven, by which we must be saved. 
See, we need to make a big deal about his name. Why? Because he's the way. He's the truth. Come on. He's the life. He still is. The angel said, call him Jesus. He is salvation. He is Lord of salvation. He will come and he will save his people from their sin. Don't trust in anything else. Don't trust in anyone else for salvation or forgiveness. See, it doesn't come from the authority of a church. It doesn't come from the blessing of a pastor. Whether he's wearing a tie or a robe, whether he has a beard or not a beard, he ain't Jesus. Salvation comes from him and him alone. We don't get it from the authority found in any church. It's only found in the name of Jesus. And so... Listen, I know you know all this, and I just, uh, I just wanted to encourage you today. As we head into the Christmas season, please, let's keep making a big deal about his name. Let's keep making a big deal about his name. Look at Romans chapter 10. It says this, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. His name and his name only. See, Jesus taught his disciples how they needed to pray in his name. It was something that they hadn't really done before, something that they, they, weren't, they, 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 they didn't know about. But Jesus began to teach them in, uh, about how they needed to use this. And uh, you'll see it in John 16. You put that up. It says, I tell you the truth. You will weep and mourn over what's going to happen to me, but the world will rejoice. You will grieve, but your grief will suddenly turn to wonderful joy. It will be like a woman suffering the pains of labor. When her child is born, her anguish gives way to joy because she's brought a new baby into the world. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. He's saying this in preparation of his leaving. Then you will rejoice. I will see you again, he says. Then you will rejoice, and no one can rob you of that joy. At that time, here's my point here, at that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth, you will ask the Father directly and he'll grant your request because you use my... You haven't done this before, but ask using my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. He's beginning to teach them now how, how to do this. There's power in the name of Jesus, as we say, right? Like, why do we pray and finish our prayers by saying, in Jesus' name? You ever noticed? We, uh, we, we, well, we do that. We do that for a number of reasons. But one of them is because he told us to. How about that? Right? He said, pray that way. Pray that way. And he told us to pray that way for a reason. Because there's power and authority in that name. I don't pray in my name. I don't pray in my authority with, with my wisdom and, and my power and my strength. Where's that going to get me? That won't get me out the door, right? But when I pray in his name, come on. All things, all things now become possible, right? So we pray and, and, and we can be heard not because we deserve it, It says we can boldly go into the throne. We can boldly approach God. Why? Because we stand in the grace 
the blessing, the covering, the victory of Jesus Christ. That's why. We pray wanting his will, his power, his authority. He, he said, pray in my name because it's powerful. It's, it's, it's the right way to pray. Don't pray any other way. Pray in my name. And so, in fact, look at Acts uh, 4, uh, verse 30. It says, stretch out your hand with healing power. And may miraculous signs and wonders be done through the, come on, name of your holy servant, Jesus. This is what was going on. Luke chapter 10, when he was sending out the the disciples and the the 72, he said, when the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Right. When we use your name. See, Jesus isn't a baby in the manger anymore. He's not a character in a children's story. He's far more than that. Far more. Don't make him small. The first time Jesus came, a few shepherds and wise men brought him some gifts. But the next time he comes, he's going to bring rewards for his own. The first time he came, there was no room for him in the inn But the next time he comes, the whole earth is not going to be able to contain his glory. Right? The first time he came, only a few noticed when he arrived. The next time, every eye is going to see him. Every eye. The first time he came as a baby. But the next time he comes, he's coming as king and sovereign ruler over all. Jesus. You will call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sin. Now, I have this old clip, this video clip that I, uh, I, I uh, gave to Josiah to play. Um, it's, uh, it's about Steve Harvey. Uh, many of you know Steve Harvey. He's a comedian. It's an older clip. And uh, I encourage you, actually, if you want, I, I just brought the short clip. But if you go on YouTube and just type in Steve Harvey introducing Jesus, you'll find there's an eight or a ten minute clip uh, that... Uh, he talks about the change in his life and how he, how he found the Lord and how, wh- what good things God has done in his life. And it was quite touching, actually. Uh, so you can look up the, the long version. But he, he was in this massive, massive uh, arena. There was thousands of people there. And he tells his story, and then he says, now he goes, I've inter- he talked about, I've introduced all the kings of comedy. I've introduced, you know, uh, all the award shows. I've done BET. I've done Globe Awards. I've done this and I've done that. I've done all this, he said. But he says, I've been dreaming in my mind about how I would introduce the greatest one, Jesus. And this is the clip. So it's a bit grainy. It's old, but I think you'll get the gist of it. Go ahead and play it. If I had the pleasure of bringing out Christ. This is just how I would do it. It ain't got to be the way you do it. You might not think it's just right, but this is how I would do it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor to introduce a man who needs no introduction. His credits are too long to list. 
He has done the impossible time after time. He hailed out of a manger in Bethlehem, Jerusalem, by way of heaven. His mother is still headlining in the Catholic Church today. His daddy is the author of a book that has been on the bestseller list since the beginning of time. He holds the record for the world's greatest fish fry. He fed 5,000 hungry souls with two fish, five loaves of bread. He can walk on water, turn water into wine. No special effects, no camera tricks. He has a headshot on every church fan across the country. Even before the kings of comedy, he was hailed the king of all kings, ruler of the universe, alpha and omega, beginning and the end, the bright and the morning star. Some say he's the rose of Sharon, and some say he's the Prince of Peace. Get up on your feet. Put your hands together and show your love for the second coming of the one and only. God has been good. We can do better than that. Come on. Let's stand to our feet and let's, let's welcome him here. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So listen, I'm done. Let's just make a big deal about Jesus, okay? Let's make a big deal about him. He is a big deal. In your busyness, in your prep, in your gifts, in your fun, let's, let's have an awesome Christmas. I love Christmas. Let's have an awesome one. But in our prep and in our ups and downs of life and in the busyness especially of Christmas, Let's not, let's not, let's not lose him. Let's not lose him. He's still the answer for the world. And his name is still the name that is above every other name. It's an easy name to say, but it is a powerful name. It's a lasting name. 
It's a saving name. It's a name that will last for eternity. His name is Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. Let's bow together as we close. Thank you, Father, today. Thank you today so much for loving us enough to send your son. You made the way back, Lord. What was lost when sin entered the world, you made a way for us to to find our way back home. Home, meaning a relationship with you. We fill our lives with so many things. We want money, we want stuff, we want relationships, we we want so many things. But, Lord, at the end of the day, it's just stuff. People let us down. Things come and go. The greatest relationship that we must cling to is the one that we have with Jesus. He is the Savior. He is Lord. He is Savior of the world. And so, Lord, we are people that know that. We have experienced your salvation. We have experienced your love and your touch. And so, help us. Lord, as we celebrate in this Advent season the giving of Jesus, the light that has shined into a dark world, the giving, Lord, of the, of the Son of God, thank you for all that you've done, that while we were still sinners, Christ came. And Christmas marks the beginning of that. And so, Father, help us. Help us this season. Help us this season to be people who carry your light, your love, your goodness, your power in our lives. We want, Lord, to always have a reason, the Bible says, have a reason for the hope that lies in you, that we we can explain that reason. And and at the end of the day, Lord, the the beginning and the end of that explanation, it, it really always boils down to one word, one name, one person. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Jesus is the meaning of Christmas. Jesus is the hope of the world. He's the light of the world, the bread of the world. He is the door. He is the way. He is the one and only. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. One day every eye will see him, every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. So we make a big deal out of you, Jesus, because you are a big deal. And help us to keep it that way. So as we celebrate, as we go about our plans, give us, Lord, an awesome Christmas with our family, with our friends. But may Jesus not be forgotten in our gatherings. May he not be forgotten in our gift giving. May he not be forgotten in our meals. May he not be forgotten in our in our workplace. May he not be forgotten in our everyday living. It is the relationship that we must have and that we must keep. And so we bless you today for loving us. Help us to love you back. Help us to love you back. Thank you, Father, today. Those of us here that know Jesus, you know that the words that I've said have rung true in your mind and you You know that he's good. But you may be here today and you've never really known him like that. Jesus asks us for a 
to, that he wants a personal relationship with us. It's not, it's not did you go to church. It's, it's not did you do religious things. It's do you know me? Do you love me? Do you have a relationship with me? He says, I am the way. And so if you've never experienced that kind of personal relationship with Jesus, you can. You can. And I encourage you to find it. Ask for it. There are people here that would love to pray with you, to help you, show you, and to begin that journey of of building a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. The one and only, the name above all names. And so as we conclude today, just going to pray and our service will be dismissed. We always have snacks and uh, cookies or whatever it is or coffee. Maybe nothing, but we always have coffee out there anyway. And if you, uh, if you can, we'd love you to stay and uh, have a coffee and take some, a few minutes to fellowship with each other. But there will be some of us who will stay around the front. And if you need prayer today, if you don't know the Lord and you need to, you want to today, Come to the front and we'll just talk to you and pray with you. If you have a need today of any kind, Christian, believer, whether this is your home church or not, if, if you have a physical need, an emotional need, a relationship need, if you have a financial need in your life, in your home today, we would love to agree together and pray in Jesus' name, amen, amen. that Jesus, with his will and his authority and his power, will come and invade your space and make a difference in your life. And so, Father, we do that today. As we dismiss, we do dismiss in your name. We, Lord, want to live under your covering and under your power and under your anointing. And so we lift up the name of Jesus, the greatest name there is, there was, or ever will be, as they say. It is Jesus. So, Lord, give us a great week as we go. I pray, Lord, that any discouragement, any, Lord, heaviness, any weight, just, is, just coming to me now, any darkness that's over anybody's life in this room today, we ask together, we pray in Jesus' name, that it would be lifted in Jesus' name. If you're suffering today with some kind of discouragement or depression or some kind of darkness or heaviness over your life, Be free today. Lord, lift it in Jesus' name. Lift it in Jesus' name. May, Lord, the work of the enemy be defeated in our lives. And may the will and the work and the power of Jesus work in our lives. That we will be men and women of God. We are children of the Most High. We can live in victory. We can be Lord, overcomers, we can do all things through Christ. We can do these things because of Jesus. And so, Father, I just speak a blessing over the house today that your peace, your power, your presence, your joy would rest on us. We love you, Lord. You are good. You are great. God's people said, Amen. 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 God bless you.